You're listening to nothing important. So I could um, theoretically walk on a, because they film all over Chicago, so I could theor- theoretically walk on set and be an associate producer. I don't know if they're hiring people off the street for it, but it's just a, a position that's always being requested, like a boom <laughs> operator. You can't walk onto set and be like, I'm a boom operator, but there's always people looking for boom operators. Is that a challenge? Because I could totally walk on a set yeah. and say I'm a boom operator. I'll, I'll do it right now. Could you operate a boom? I've got experience operating boom. <laughs> <laughs> and boom goes the dynamite. Please enjoy the show. This is the Nothing Important Podcast. My name is Brian, and with me, as always, is Fidel Castro's Broken Down Jeep, Dave. Dave, how's it going this evening? I think my tire fell off, turned sentient, started blowing people's heads apart. (laughs) Nice, nice. I did nickel. And, of course, on the third mic is Jeff. (laughs) You don't get any... You don't get any... You don't get any uh, ridiculous-ass intro, Jeff. (laughs) I'll take that this time. And hosting right. the show, and hosting the show is Fidel Castro's lookalike, aka doppelganger, Brian. That's right. Isn't that amazing? So, like three years ago, one of my employees went to Cuba because she has a Polish passport, so she could actually go. Well, that to Cuba. makes total sense. Right, and she came back. <laughs> <laughs> she came back with like a hat that looked like Fidel Castro's, and my beard was bushy at the time. And I put it on to be funny. And at work in the back office, I made several propaganda posters of myself <laughs> as Fidel Castro in the uh, in, in the uh, you know like around the office. And I'm I'm actually pretty amazed for a pretty straight up like white dude with absolutely zero Latin heritage in me whatsoever. I actually do somewhat resemble Fidel Castro, and I'm not exactly sure why. It's the beard. It's just the beard and the you know facial features. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, that and the willingness to um, savagely oppress uh, those who uh, disagree with me. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I've been growing up my beard, stash, face area for a couple of months now. And uh, today, as a joke, I curled up the ends of the mustache, Aww. handlebar style. Nice. nice. And it's, it's delicious looking, if you can see it. Um <laughs> Someone, though, I haven't, she's been on vacation for about a month, uh, came in and was like, uh, I was like, hey, I need you to do this. Could you please do this? Because we were busy. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Nice to meet you, Yukon Cornelius. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, throw him a fastball, Raleigh Fingers. (laughs) You look like the Conan O'Brien picture of him playing baseball. That's what you look like right now. Demon re. I thought you were going to say that. What is that demonry? <laughs> yeah. You look like the Conan so, O'Brien of podcast hosts. <laughs> I don't know how to take that. So, uh, I'm excited because coming up in a few minutes, we have Josiah Johnson from uh, Legends of Chamberlain Heights uh, calling us. He uh, is the creator and producer of the Comedy Central show, and he also stars uh, two of the main characters, Grover and Milk. 
and he does the voice of several other ancillary characters. And I was super excited because one, I find the show humorous. And two, previous to that, he produced um he produced uh Thursday night football and NFL total access. And I was like, wow, you know who's gonna be into that bullshit? Dave. And Dave, how much research had you actually done for Josiah Johnson coming up in about maybe four months? I pulled up his IMDB page about ten minutes ago. I'm I I'm I am curious as to what like damn it I was not recording any of that <laughs> really uh, I have it on the I have I have it on the phone call okay perfect 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 so, just fit it in there well see okay. that's why you're the audio engineer you have to work your magic but but anyway I I think it's really cool because we're we're gonna ask him about the NFL stuff and we're gonna ask him about the uh, the Legends of Chamberlain Heights stuff and it's uh should be a very very fun phone call he should be calling us any minute now um. So, I uh, I lost my fucking wallet on the bus, which is <laughs> the absolute worst thing in the world. Because um, I've lost since I moved to Chicago. I've lost probably like a good four wallets, much to the chagrin and irritants of my wife. <laughs> uh huh. How I I've known you for quite a long time mm-hmm. and lived with you and things. Uh, this is not the first four times that this has happened. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so I'm just wondering, like, how how does one continuously lose such an important piece of their personal paraphernalia? Well, I I think a lot of times um, when I lose it, being absent minded, um, because well, also living with me, you know, I'm a pretty simple guy. Like, uh, besides the random like uh, Nintendo console purchase, have you ever seen me just go out and buy anything expensive or anything really for my own enjoyment other than beer or like a vacation or something. <laughs> I think I saw you get a gargantuan at Jimmy John's once. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. But like, I, I'm not a very uh, stuff driven person. I'm not a very money driven person. So like up and up. Here, we'll continue that. I think Josiah's on the phone. One second, guys. All right, Jeff and Dave on the Someone Important Hotline is Josiah Johnson from The Legend of Chamberlain Heights. Josiah, welcome to the Nothing Important Podcast. What's going on, fellas? How you guys doing? Hey, Josiah, how's it going? We're doing awesome. We're glad that you called in. Uh, we're kind of pumped. I, I love the cartoon, love the show. And uh, so it's, it's an honor to have you on. I'm a big animation fan, and you do great work, my friend. Oh, well, thank you very much, Ron. I appreciate the opportunity to join you guys. Let's, let's get it going. Well, I, I think us talking to you is more of an opportunity for us than you talking to us is an opportunity <laughs> for you. <laughs> uh, well, it's all good, man. Just, you know, I appreciate the support and definitely, you know, thank 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 you and people like yourself who watch the show and support us. Obviously, we're almost done with the first season, so we're super excited about that. Had a pretty solid run, so we got one more episode tomorrow night and then on to season two. That is, that is great. That's amazing. But first, I want to know, how did you go from doing – uh, NFL Thursday night and total access and, and gym room. How did you go from doing uh, NFL shows and games to uh, having a cartoon on Comedy Central? Uh, well, that's a, a great question. I started over at NFL Network back in 2005. Started there as a PA back in the network's infancy. We literally had, there was probably once like 30 people 
working at the network at that point, and then was there through 2015 before the show took off. So I was just there and uh, started a website while I was there with uh, my co-creator on the show, Quinn Hawking, who I played at UCLA with. We started a website called Jersey Chaser, which was kind of a, a sports theme website, but it was more of an outlet for us to kind of be creative and write a bunch of crazy shit and not have to worry about, you know, you know, any any, any kickback from anybody or you know, anybody trying to tell us what to do. So it was more of a creative outlet. We started putting a bunch of funny, like, parody videos up. This was back in, like, 2009, around the time that the Kobe and LeBron puppet parody that they, they were supposed to meet in the playoffs in the finals. So Nike made a big push towards that. So we actually took a couple of those videos and revoiced them. But we were literally just sitting around in the living room one day, and our other uh, teammate at UCLA, Ike Williams, who helped create Jersey Chaser as well, suggested that we we know we just kind of vamp on that and do do our own funny take on it. So obviously we're big LeBron fans, so we ended up doing that thing, and uh, ended up getting seen by a couple of guys who were who were TV producers. One was an animator on The Simpsons by the name of Brad Abelson. Another nice. was a TV executive named Mike Clements. So they saw saw our work online. They reached out to us, sent a cold email to the uh, the Jersey Chaser website. So at first, me and Quinn didn't really know what was going on. You know, we live in LA. A lot of crazy shit goes on out here, so we didn't know if these guys were trying to proposition us, or, or you know, we, you know, we just, you know, a range of thoughts ran through our head. But it turned out they lived literally a mile away from us. So we ended up meeting them at the W Hotel in Westwood, which is right by UCLA's campus, and they were working on a uh, LeBron James themed show at that point. And saw our work and wanted to see if we wanted to be a part of that. We kind of politely declined just because we were super raunchy and risque, and we know when the fit was LeBron's brand. So at that point, they asked us if we had any ideas, and it turns out that me and Quinn had played together at UCLA. I use that term loosely. We were bench warmers on the <laughs> squad, but so we we kind of pitched them maybe something. You know, we we're like, hey, we're bench warmers at UCLA. Maybe we could do something on you know on that. And their eyes kind of lit up. And then from that point, we developed the show. Decided to make it about three high school freshmen, just because that was just you know a lot more relatable to fans and who hasn't been a freshman in high school and kind of, you know, dreamed of being a legend while they're in school and, you know, the rest <laughs> is history, as they say. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And and the character Grover in the show, huge LeBron fan. And then it was funny, you were talking about LeBron and being raunchy and how you didn't want to mix the two. But uh, I distinctly remember an episode where uh, LeBron gave Grover a high five and therefore um, – Grover couldn't jerk off with that hand anymore. <laughs> He'll never jerk off with that hand again. <laughs> you know, and um, it, it, I got to be honest, when I, when I was watching the show, uh, I love Milk. I, I have to assume that Milk is a pretty popular character on the show. Yeah, Milk and Jamal, like Grover's kind of just, you know, plays the middle. Milk and Jamal are obviously the fan favorites. Jamal, who's voiced by Quinn, is, uh, you know, just absurd and irrational and obviously the most disillusioned of the group and then Milk, who I voice, uh, just to give us a lot more freedom and creativity, me being a black person, him thinking he's black, we try to just have <laughs> as much fun with that as possible and kind of, you know, don't have any restraints on it. Do, <laughs> but you, you milk both of those, right? You milk Grover and, and Milk? I do Grover, yeah. Milk, but between Quinn and I, any particular episode, we'll, we'll each end up doing like six or seven voices. Just, just based on as we rewrite the scripts and add characters and do stuff. So, you know, at the end of the day, I've done, you know, pretty much women, men, kids, kind of pretty much the whole gamut in terms of characters. So we, we try and have we try and have fun. But we also obviously we come on after South Park and we look up to Trey and Matt. And when you watch, you know, South Park episodes with Trey and Matt's voices on it, 
sometimes they're not, you know, spot on imitations of, of the people. I think mm-hmm. you Kanye is kind of the, the, the biggest one that comes to mind in my <laughs> mind. But you know, I don't watch the show to, to see a spot on Kanye impersonation. I almost prefer their their take on it and just right. how funny they are. So we kind of try and follow <laughs> their mold. That's I, I well leads me to ask you: Do you use any effects on your voices, or you just is everything uh, just trying to do it a natural take with your actual voice? For the most part, it's all natural. There may come some instances when we'll put some like you know some some vocal effects on it if necessary. But we literally like just get in the booth and they'll say you know do do whatever voice it may be, and we just kind of you know do our take on it. Generally, we make everybody laugh. And if not, if there's ever an issue with it, we work on it to get it to the point where everybody's happy. Nice. Now, when uh, when I when I first saw it, I honestly thought like obviously okay, like a black guy is doing Milk's voice, but I had no idea that it was you doing <laughs> Grover's voice as well. I thought like the hook was a white guy was doing Grover's voice, and then Milk was done by a black dude, and uh, and and they're both you, and I I guess that's a compliment, but I, I just wanted to throw that out there that I really like the dynamic between the characters and. And uh, good job on making them sound vastly different. I <laughs> uh, appreciate it, man. We definitely, Quinn and I definitely try to have fun with that. Like, when people find out that it's Quinn doing Jamal's voice, they're always like, whoa, that's crazy. And the same thing with me. Like, they can't believe I do two voices. And we literally, like, one of the voices was based, was based off of the uh, the Kobe and LeBron puppet parodies that we did. Actually, Quinn's <laughs> voice was based off of that, of the little kid when we did. And then mine was based off of the Kobe character in that for Grover. And then Milk was kind of, we just like, we used to play Grand Theft Auto in college back in 2004, 2005, as we played that Grand Theft Auto San Andreas religiously. Yeah. One of the, yeah. the characters on that, that game was a character named Ryder, who was voiced by MCA. So there'd be many a drunken night where we'd both be in our, our Ryder voice characters talking <laughs> shit to each other like two, three in the morning, <laughs> just for shit, you know, for our own entertainment. And then, you know, we're thankful enough to be able to translate that to a show on Comedy Central. It's pretty, you know, it's a dream come true. <laughs> Yeah, and the the absurdity of the show is great because uh, Dave and Jeff, uh, I'm not sure how much how many of the episodes you watch, but I I've watched probably episode every episode at least two or three times, and uh, I I love how uh, the, like the first episode it, it's silly but it's kind of based, but then like when you get up to like the fifth and sixth episode and there's a stripper who looks looks and sounds exactly like Tupac, but it's not really clear if she's the reincarnation of Tupac or not. <laughs> like, like it just goes, it goes so bizarre and it works so well. Yeah. We got a lot of shit for that, but actually the writer of that episode, Carl Jones worked on the boondocks and worked on a uh, black dynamite, another show on adult swim. And uh, he does a lot of work. He's the voice of coach Bundy. He does a bunch of voices on the show, but I remember in the writer's room when he pitched that episode idea, we all just lost our shit. Cause it was, it was really the most absurd, <laughs> like crazy thing that any of us have heard of. <laughs> and he just said it with a straight face, like, yeah, man, I want to do an episode on a, you know, stripper with a fat ass who looks kind of like Tupac, and they don't know if it's Tupac or not. <laughs> and it's the way, you know, and the way that it was able to turn out, and we actually got this guy, Richard Neville, to do the voice of Tupac, and he sounds just like him. So, it was literally just, you know, cracking, 